Yes, sir. Call or text. You can be heard. You can be read. It is Sacktown Sports, 1140. I am Zachariah. He is Chris Watkins, the man. If you're watching on YouTube, you can check us out. We're, we're live streaming, Chris, for the people. Um, yes, and you'll see the uh, the face of one Fergoso. How are you, Amelie, Amelie, Amelie? What is behind you? Like a menu or something? Yeah, it's a menu. It's it's a it's a hot topic every time I come on from home. No, it's a it's a menu board my mom drew up from years ago. She just owned a restaurant. Oh, okay, cool. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, welcome to the show, sir. Uh, yeah. So the uh, the 49ers are pretty good. Yeah, they're Go. pretty damn good. I yeah. don't know what else we can say. Like, if this was a non-radio segment, I have a lot more words to say that were not appropriate. <laughs> I mean, that was beatdown, boys. Like, just to be there in person was ridiculous because. It felt like anything the Niners wanted to do, they could just do yesterday against the Cowboys. And I know the Cowboys with their number one defense and all that great stuff. Is this going to be the year the Cowboys get the Niners? Hell no. Nah. No, it was not going <laughs> to happen this time around. The Niners came to play, and uh, it was a culmination of everything and all the hard work of the last four weeks for them. I hate to uh, make the 42-10 to 10 game about uh, Trey Lance again, but I-, I was just curious because, you know, I saw the videos after the game of, of the crowd chanting, you know, we want Trey, and I also saw, you know, images of-, of his former teammates dapping him up after the game. Also, I think they showed Brock Purdy and Trey talking before the game. Just in general, how did you feel like like Trey was received by the fans and his teammates? He was received well. You know, he was a beloved member of that locker room. They really, really embraced him. They really loved him. They wanted him to be the starting quarterback. They wanted him to be the franchise quarterback. It's why he was drafted third overall a couple of years back. But in the end, it didn't happen. So they, they feel unfortunate that it didn't work out for Trey, obviously. But it worked out they have Brock Purdy in place. And so there's really no hard feelings with Trey because they want to see him succeed. It just wasn't – he wasn't going to be on the timeline the Niners are on right now. Now, I know I've, I've kind of made fun of you because you say that when they play the Rams, it's like their Super Bowl, and I just I kind of scoff at that because I haven't really seen them as being a legitimate rival to them. I know that they did play in the NFC Championship game, but I, I think more about like the Seahawks when I think of a consistent rival, and I've joked with Chris, too, about talking about the Eagles and like how could they be in their head when it was just one game, Like, but but this is an actual rivalry, and Emil, did, like, did they take this personally? Was this like, we don't only just want to beat them we want to destroy them honestly if you were talking to the Niners in the locker room leading up to this week it was kind of the same message they've been saying all year is that nope just another game we got to take care of business it wasn't anything personal for them Hmm. they'd already beaten the Cowboys in the last two games they already had this win over them the Dallas side they really wanted this win to kind of prove that okay we are right there with the Niners they're not going to get us again this time where the Niners are just like nope there's no animosity towards them. We just want to go out and do business, and that's what they did on Sunday. They took care of business, no hard feelings, nothing personal. They just are the better team overall, and that's where we're at. Emil, we've seen in – obviously no one's been able to take the Niners down yet this year, but we've seen a couple games where it's been one-score games, and you know, in theory if one or two things go wrong, it could maybe flip on the Niners' head. Um, last night was obviously not one of those nights, but what, what would you say is the formula for kind of making this Niners team at least sweat it out a little bit? <laughs> well, in years past, it would be obviously ball control, you know, keep the offense off the field and right. keep them down because Kyle Shanahan has struggled from coming from behind. But I don't really know if there is a weakness right now with this team. Like, on all three fa- phases of the game, 
offense, special teams, and defense, they're kind of dominating on every single one. So right now with Brock Purdy playing as well as he is, like this offense has just been taken to another level, and that's been the missing piece under Kyle Shannon is, is can the offense keep up with the defense? Can it not be the defense, you know, making all the plays and keeping them in the game? Can the offense make a stand? And now all three phases are now all together, and that's why the Niners are so dangerous. So I don't know if they really have a can you stop them thing, I guess, just hope and pray. That's really what I have right now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that or like the injury bug, but I mean, yeah, there's yeah. no there's no place to really point any sort of uh, blame. I, I want to ask you this. Tell me if I'm crazy. You know I'm crazy, but uh, tell me if I'm crazy in this regard. I feel like Fred Warner this year has shown more of how good he is than any other year, which I mean, he's not necessarily in his exact prime, but it, yeah. it, am I just noticing him more? Has he been this good like all along and I'm just noticing it more now? Like uh, in terms of linebackers, we've talked about Bowman and we've talked about Patrick Willis and stuff like that, but where does yeah. this linebacker crew rate to you? As a, as a tandem, they're the best in the league, in my opinion. As, as an individual, Fred Warner is the best linebacker in football. There really is no one up there with him. I, I think what he does and what he's able to do, his physical abilities are just unmatched. I've never seen anything quite like it. It's very much Navarro Bowman, Patrick Willis, Prime-esque. Like, what he's able to do and cover the slot receivers. I mean, even covering Brandon Cooks downfield, 30 yards downfield on that one Crazy. play. I mean, that's ridiculous for yeah. a linebacker to do what he's doing. And, you know, the fruits of his labor, Fred's just all about putting in that work and doing that. And he is the epitome of of this team in defense, even after the game, you know, they're up 42, 10 and, and J- J- uh, Javon Kinlaw got into a little scuffle at the end. They're gotten a little bit of fighting. Fred pulled Javon aside, not even celebrating after the game, pulled him aside to talk to him. Hey, we can't be doing that. He is the epitome and the leader of this team without Fred. They do not click. And that's the same thing for Nick Bosa and the same thing for McCaffrey. He's one of those top five best players on this team. Without him, this team is not the same. Emil, something uh, that I think surprised just about everybody. I believe it was on Friday. News broke that uh, that the Niners were trading for for Randy Gregory in a situation yeah. where, you know, the rich just kind of get richer. What does what does the addition of Gregory kind of do for this team, if if anything, besides just make it even more ridiculous? <laughs> yeah. Just really make it better. I mean, it's a plethora of riches, right? To not only get a guy of Randy Gregory's caliber who signed a five year, seventy million dollar deal uh, a couple years back. But to get him for basically free, for have to have Denver basically pay for all that money and just yeah. give put you know six or seventh rounders whatever, it, it's it's a it's a blessing because you have a guy who yes he is thirty almost thirty one years old and has a history of injuries, but if he can stay healthy and you know be consistent under Chris Kasarik, which is probably arguably the best defensive line coach in the NFL right now, if he can just be a constant threat and role player with his speed and agility, he's going to be a nightmare to cover when and, and free up guys like Nick Bosa, Drake Jackson, Eric Armstead, uh, uh, Javon Hargrave. Like just adding all these other pieces and getting that depth, you can never have too many pass rushers, right? And right. that's kind of the thing right now with Randy Gregory is to add a guy of his caliber and his pedigree is just a blessing for the Niners. Do you see them? Sorry to cut you off. Do you see them using him like every down, or is he just kind of going to be a body that that they throw in to you know just kind of keep a rotation of of guys fresh? Yeah, he's a high caliber role player, Chris. He's not going to be an every down guy. They don't want him to be that. They don't want to put that kind of mileage on him. It's all about. Where are you going to be at, you know, in January and February right. for this team, especially? They want to hold them off until then. That's kind of why they didn't rush him to week five against the Cowboys, his former team. Mm-hmm. They said, hey, go home, go get your things, come back, we'll see you on Monday. Like, they didn't even need him to win this game today, and they right. still handled the Cowboys. And that's saying something is that this team just keeps adding pieces. And I wouldn't be surprised they added someone else before the trade deadline, too, because they have all this money to do it. I think people forgot that George Kittle is really good at offense. 
Because I yeah. think he's and people talk more about his ability to run block, which obviously is, you know, second to pretty much none. But I think in this game, just talking strategy wise, Emil, I think the Cowboys went into this game going CMC is amazing. All right. People are talking about him being the MVP. We're just going to shut him down. And then all of a sudden that opens it up for George Kittle. How much do you give credit to Shanahan and the rest of the coaching staff in terms of adjusting to what? they're going to do because if you shut one thing down, we're just going to open something else up. Yeah, I get it. It's, just, it's, it's an embarrassment of riches and this whole thing with Kittle. Like we talked to Kittle on Thursday and we asked him, you know, how do you feel, you know, your fourth game in your career coming off a one catch, one target game. It's very unlike Kittle. He's been very kind of up and down all season. Kittle goes, you know, whatever the team asks me, I'm going to do it. You know, it's 15 catches 15, and 15, you know, yard, whatever. I'll do it regardless. And here we are now talking about George Kittle having a hat trick, which is the first time in his career to have a hat trick in, in a single game. And shout out to their play, that, that one flea flicker, which they call Pass 18 Gumby. They, they use that play to get George Kittle open off of the dummy uh, block, and then he's able to go around, similar to how the Lions used it earlier in the game as well. And they knew when they were installing it in that was going to be a big play for them. They just had to make sure it worked. And... You know, George Kittle, I, I don't think gets credit for what he does because what George Kittle is after the catch is kind of unguardable. Like he in open field is very, very, very dangerous. I don't I honestly right there with Travis Kelsey, in my opinion, in terms of after the catch. And so and so I think that George Kittle gets a lot of credit for his blocking. Yes. And his runability. He's one of the best at that. But his passing game and his ability to run after the catch is second to none. Mm. Emil, looking at the uh, the upcoming schedule for the Niners, they've got the Browns, they've got the Vikings, they've got a bye, and then mm. uh, Jacksonville uh, against, and then Tampa Bay, and then Seattle. Yeah. Which one of those teams, if any, do you see giving <laughs> the uh, the Niners the most problems? It starts this week with the Browns. This is going to be a big, big test for Brock Purdy and for this and for the Niners. Uh, Zachariah, I can he see says, no, you. It's not. I, can, I like, see me right now. Oh, I didn't you know you could see me. your head all you want, but okay. the Browns have a very, very good defense, and it's uh, on the road do. in Cleveland. And the, the forecast is expected to be, I believe, raining for like five straight days, so it Ooh. could be a monsoon, which we all know the history of that in Chicago last year. So the weather can play a factor. You never really know, and the Browns are always a tough team. I do expect the, the Niners to win, but if there was going to be a week and they, this happened last year. They go, you know, week five and six. They played the they played the Panthers and they played the Falcons on the road and they lost against the Falcons. You know, the Falcons aren't that good of a team, but things happen on the road. And if anything was going to happen, it was going to be this game or maybe even Minnesota. But I don't I don't see it happening. But that's just the reality. Wake me. I I, I think the only it game be I'll, I'll be awake for is the Philly game in Philly. That maybe that. Come on. That, that, look. Emil, we can enjoy the journey, okay? Every game is its own game. Last night was exciting despite the fact that it was a blowout. We can enjoy it as we go along, but miss me with being worried about literally anything. I'm predicting Dolphins-Niners. Let's let's end on a fun note. I'm, I'm saying Dolphins-Niners in the Super Bowl. Protege meets mentor. What do you say? Well, as long as Tua can stay healthy and the Miami Dolphins figure out how to play in cold weather, then sure, but I don't know. I got to see it first because Miami has a way of teetering off as it gets colder and colder. Yeah, yeah. Well, but the Super Bowl is always played on neutral ground, so they don't have to worry about the weather there. But they have to probably, they have to go to Buffalo or something. Got, but if it's yeah, in Miami, yeah, got to go to Buffalo or New England in January. Yeah. That's never fun for two one co. All right. Well, you continue and uh, give a shout out, give a plug to your show, Return of the Empire, every Tuesday, six to seven. Correct. Yes, six to seven, and with me and Nate, the guy back there with the ones and twos. Nate okay. was on fire last night. Nate was just smiling on the live. It was a great time with me. <laughs> Love it. Well, you continue to pretend like any of these games are going to be interested. I got I got the Niners in another country. Here, here's a spoiler alert for any time I talk about the Niners' upcoming games. A comfortable win. 
I don't care about the spread or anything like that. You will yeah. never, you will never think that the Niners are not going to win the game when they play. It's fair. That's right. fair. Okay. Well, we appreciate you, Emil. Thank you. Have a great rest of your day. You too, everyone. <laughs> there Bye. he is. Bye, Emil. Emil Fragoso. I would give out his Twitter handle, Chris, but it's like 99 <laughs> words long. Well, it's his name, Stop, isn't man. it? Yeah, Emiliano Fragoso. You can just look that up. But, yeah, go follow him. Great Niners insider. Boots on the ground. Boots on the ground. Is what I would call Sunday night That guy's out there doesn't get better than that. He's leaving at like 7 in the morning, taking trains, planes, automobiles to the games. Getting home last night. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know. What an environment. He's a hard worker. There's quite a bit of Cowboys fans out there last night, too. You know, was there a decent showing? Was, was, hey, hey, Nate, am I wrong? Was there a decent I didn't amount see, of Cowboys I looked fans? at the crowd because I, I pay attention to that. I didn't see it. Uh, kind of kind of looked like to me like there was a uh, decent spread of Cowboys really? fans out there. Well, yeah. they are. You know, nothing, nothing crazy. It wasn't like 50-50 or wasn't nothing. It wasn't like but, when the Lions were in Green Bay. No, okay. no, 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 yeah. no, no. Well, no, they are America's not. team. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's that definitely cannot be forgotten. There's tons of Cowboys. Even here locally, there are tons of Cowboys. If I had to ask you which annoys you more between Steph Curry's yeah. just aura uh-huh. of like just his presence in the yeah. media and whatever, Very, his, yeah. his public reputation, yes. Steph Curry's, or that they still call it America's team, which would annoy you more? Uh... It really doesn't bother me that they call it America's team. You don't? You don't uh, care about no, that? No, I, I think it's no. I, I think it's funny, if anything. Steph Curry Fair is enough. not funny they at all. They haven't won a Super Bowl in forever. Yeah, but it's not about when you like, won. Wouldn't it's the Patriots be America's team? Yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, no, because people hated the Patriots when they were good. I hate the you know, Patriots yeah. still. Yeah. And I, I'm enjoying the hell. We'll get into that when you we know, do the re- yeah, maybe recap. Yeah, we can talk about that uh, Oh, later. I will drink all of New England's tears. It's interesting to me that it does feel like back in the day, people used to appreciate greatness a lot mm-hmm. more, whereas now it's like Hatred your greatness. For like, where oh, yeah. do you get off being so good? We can hate do it. a deeper conversation yeah. on it's that. It's great. I hate it. But you're asking about Cowboys fans, how many were there? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was uh, the. I heard him get loud when uh, Dak threw that crazy touchdown. Yes. Great touchdown, by the um, way. To, uh, first of all, how was he in bounds? He did. He was. It was like an yeah. optical no. illusion yeah, when I watched that. He looked like he. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it got loud there for sure. I don't okay. think there was a ton. Uh, I mean, you guys have seen the meme of the firefighter yes. guy. Dude, I said the exact same thing when uh, the tweet that's like, hey, come pick me up. When I was on, the, I said the same thing to Kayla when I was on yeah. the couch. It was, yeah, it was, it was very funny. Anyways. Oh, man, that guy, that guy's very famous in yeah. the office. Good times. Well, 47% of the people listening right now, Chris, would tell you that they were interested in another game yep. on the hardwood. We'll talk about that. And plus, I got some nuggets. For this Raiders, you told me there's a lot of Raider Nation there is a up here in Sacramento. Large population. So we'll get into Monday Night Football as well. You're listening to Chris Walk and Zachariah, Sacktown Sports, 3 into the 4. Chris Watkins and Zacharias at the dough. Hey. Ready to make an entrance. So back on up. I think he's placating to me. I, Snoop yeah. Dogg's my guy. Yeah. I mean, Tupac's my guy guy. Guy guy. Snoop Dogg's my second guy. Love Snoop Dogg. It's pretty great. I Did mean, you ever see Snoop like having, it still like blows my mind and I can't imagine people who like actually grew up watching Snoop Dogg like come up, but it's like nuts to me that he's just like 
not a joke, but like, you know, he's turned himself into this a meme. meme personality, essentially. He's basically I like, would, I can't believe he's like doing like Olympic coverage, even though even that's a joke. But like, I can't believe Monday he's Night like football, been too. taken. He's turned into like a very serious, not serious figure, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he was. No, he has UFC done stuff fight. that yeah, is like, unparalleled. From I would say maybe any other artist. Right. I mean he had, he had a cooking show or has a cooking yeah. book with Martha Stewart and yeah. he's like he's everywhere. He's crossed over all sorts of generations. Yeah. Old She's done more him. time than him too. <laughs> facts, facts. <laughs> hey, Snoop was a gangster in his day. It's just like I, I can't imagine. They never like, got him. I don't like Takashi six nine or something I know. in like fifteen to twenty Not a years. Chance. No, just the being longevity like a very that Snoop has done person. is incredible. Yeah, absolutely doesn't make sense. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. All right, coming up, bottom of the hour, we will recap week five. Again, I've, I've been wrong. Every time I think the week is going to be bad, it's good. And uh-huh. every time I think it's going to be bad, it's good. Or yeah. good, good, it's, it's bad. bad. You know, all that good stuff. And also, we need to get to this. Emil, who just did a fantastic job. Great hit. He is brought to you by... Emil Fergoso, his weekly appearance on all our shows, is brought to you by Timber Creek Golf Course. Go wow. to TimberCreek.com to book your tee time today. And I've heard, honestly, I've heard nothing but good things about Timber Creek. Same. I think it's like 20 minutes from here. Yeah. yeah maybe we go do a round, Chris. I haven't played since uh, high school, but that'd be cool. Really? Yeah. I was on the team, golf team. Why haven't you Why haven't you picked up yeah, the clubs? that's then? weird. Most didn't people. Didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> you were on the team. You were good at it, but didn't like it. I wasn't that good. I oh, mean, okay. I was not that good. Well, if you're on the team, you were good. You're not. Yeah, you're better than uh, most people. Yeah. I, get, I got a varsity letter for it. That definitely. Yeah, that counts. counts. No, I was legit. I guess it counts, but uh, yeah, I could hit the ball. So, there you go. Okay. That's yeah. it, though. Well, Timber we'll, Creek. Well, yeah, we'll have to go to Timber Creek and uh, see what you still got. Well, as I've told you, Chris, I'm very competitive when it comes to everything. Yep. Cards, dominoes, except for golf. Except for golf. The game is too hard for me to be invested in it to get mad enough to be competitive about it. Sure. I just don't care. So, yeah. like everybody, I'm that way about like Monopoly, where it's like okay. I'm just like I, guys, like you I guys care way. Also, and, yeah, just yeah. when people care that much, I'm like, yeah. see, I, I can't care. Match I care it. about everything else, Nerf, hoop, whatever. Like, but golf, it's too hard to care about. <laughs> So I just go out there. People love playing with me because yeah. they stress out and freak out and people throw right. clubs and all that they stuff. Do. And I'm just like, if I hit a great ball, I celebrate the hell out of yep. it. You know, like Tiger Woods, I'll do the yep. fist pump and all that good stuff if I nail like a long putt. But like in general, I don't get competitive about it. And I pick my ball up all the time. Like I'll just hit a terrible tee shot. Yeah. And I'll just go, okay, I'll just drop where you go. And I'll just pretend like we are shooting from the same spot. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Anyways, we should go to Tim Creek sometime. Yeah. But yeah, shout I out. I had a great round of golf this weekend. That a boy. It was fantastic. When we're, shot, when we're saying great, what are we talking? Uh, I played, it was a par three course. So mm. like all, it's all nine holes or yeah. par threes. So yeah. it's kind of skewed, but I mm. shot one over. So, you know. Nice. Through nines. Now, what is the best that you've ever done? Not on a par three course. Five, fours, threes, and 18. What is I your best score ever? I technically shot an 82, like, oh, that's right. a couple months, like, six or so months ago. Uh, but and it was also, like, a over, shorter right? course. Yeah. Okay. It was a shorter course, though, yeah. so I, I like to throw that caveat in there. But Well, if you're so ever in my neck 18. of the woods in Berkeley, yeah. I have a golf course literally, like, five minutes from my house in the Berkeley okay. Hills. Yeah, it's great. Very tree, very difficult. Okay. Uh, but it's great. Fantastic course. So okay. if you're ever around there... Um, I got some guys I there. Gotcha. I got some hookups up there. You know what I mean? I saw Steve Kerr there. Really? Yeah. Talked to him. Mm. Said, hey, Zach Ryan. He's like, I have no idea who you are. Yeah. I said, oh, can you pretend like you do? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Kings basketball. We're getting there, Chris. Yeah. We are around the corner. Yep. 
It is Got like two games the beam time. You told me that they've strengthened yes. the signal of the beam. Yes, I'm a little sir. worried about that. You'll like be I don't want to see it in Berkeley. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm, I'm worried you. about that because yeah. then I'll you know UFOs are all in the yeah. news. You know what I mean? Yeah, we already um, fooled Lizzo. But nice. what did you walk away from? Because as I told you when I asked you over under on the amount of players that took the hardwood mm-hmm. for the Kings, 20 banger. That's incredible. 20 banger, That's Chris. Um, but I do think that this is going to. Just to make this sort of like a, a strategy type of conversation, mm-hmm. I do think that Mike Brown this year and the coaching staff is going to have, like, one of the questions I wanted to ask you is how many different starting lineups do you think that they're going to have? Because mm. I think they're going to be toying with this thing, yeah. go, like trying to get themselves as primed and ready as possible for the playoffs. I think they're going to be toying with all sorts of different lineups. Do you see them finding a spot where they have their normal lineup, or do you think it's going to be crazy all year? No, I think that they're probably going to stay with the starting lineup as much as possible. I okay. think they really like the the combo of guys that they played a ton last year with HB and Keegan and Sabonis, Herter, and Fox. But, you know, I mean, we were also very fortunate in terms of injury last year. That's been brought up tons of times. So that'll uh, obviously – yeah, yeah, that'll probably factor into how many starting lineups they end up going with at the by the end of the year. But mm-hmm. – I think for the most part, they want to stick with that core and, and maybe slip it. You know, if they are going to get creative, maybe slip in Malik Monk for Herter or, mm-hmm. or uh, HB or maybe, you know, I, I, I it looks like right now it's not going to be Sasha with how, you know, little they, they played him in week one or in, in game one and, and uh, you know, with the rotation, with the guys that they had him play with, it was yeah. kind of end of the bench guys. So maybe towards the end of the year, they figure out how to get Sasha in there. But mm-hmm. for the most part, I think the the starting lineup will be solid. But the the lineup after that, that's where, to your point, I think that's where you can get creative. I think sometimes you'll see Duarte be the first guy off the bench. I think sometimes you'll see JaVale McGee be the I first guy you. off the bench. You, and you think that well. five is going to relatively remain the yeah. same. And, yeah. and yesterday it was Sabonis, Barnes, Murray, Fox, and Herder. You yeah. don't see – because, I mean, here's where I could step in, right? If they wanted to go bigger, mm-hmm. right? Because Sabonis – I hate to harp on him, yeah, and I hope he doesn't listen to the show frequently. And I'm, I'm not saying anything bad about Only him. I think Thursdays. he's a fantastic uh, yeah. player. And I was actually all for his extension, mm-hmm. as that's kind of what they did with a lot of their cap room was mm-hmm. extend him. And he, and I love that he said that he took maybe less or, you know, however you want to argue it. I'm not trying to diss him, but he did not have a great series against the Warriors. Sure. And he made Looney look way too much like Will Chamberlain, yeah, and he, he should. Um, but if they wanted to go big, maybe they could put – McGee in there or if they wanted to have a stretch like with Lyles Mm -hmm. or um, could you see as we talked about Sasha depending on how well he adapts to it or whatever or if uh, off night ends up having an amazing jump shot or Monk played as well as he I mean there's so many guys that you could go to that I could see them having different lineups but I'm here I I hear you maybe that'll just be what comes after the starting five yeah I think for the most part Mike Brown really likes the solidarity solidarity and the consistency that that lineup gives them and you know, I, I do think that that the, 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 that the <laughs> glorious thing about this season is going to be the interchangeability and the fact that, you know, I it's it's a cliche, a big time cliche for coaches, but it truly is going to depend on that night's matchup to see which which way they want to go and which way they want to lean because. There's so many different ways. Like you said, they can go big. They can go, you know, Alex Len told us that they might go with some two center lineups. When he surprised had me. a great series. He did. Warriors. Yeah, he, he had a really good series in those first couple games. Um, and Brown has proven that 
he's going to roll with whatever he's feeling. Yeah. Like he's going to go off gut. If you're, even if you're a great player, but you're playing bad, you're not going to play. And even if you were a bad player and you're playing great, you are going to play. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And I, I I just think it's, it's going to be the depth overall is going to be what's so exciting about this team and just all the different looks that they can throw out. And I think they're, they're all good options. And I think depth is going to be the thing that, that sets this team apart for the most part. I know that was actually to me, the biggest surprise of last night is, you know, I'm not a big plus minus guy either, but you look at the the Kings main bench guys, Malik Monk minus 22, Davion Mitchell minus 22, JaVale McGee minus 19, Chris Duarte minus 21. That's the group that lost them the game. Mm-hmm. And if there is anything to take out of the results of yesterday, it's the fact that, you know, that lineup is kind of supposed to be where the Kings jump another level. Yeah. You're not supposed to be able to keep up with that depth. And yep. The fact that they struggled last night, I think, is is if you want to take anything from from what the result was, it's the fact that that second group really struggled. And I think throughout the season, the Kings are going to look for that group to kind of put them over the hump. Yeah, and we all know, like, once it gets to the playoffs, everybody talks about how you're your rotation shrinks yeah right you go to yeah like an eight-man roster or whatever it is depending on how good your team is or how many minutes that you're playing I just think I think they'll be at the end of the year going into the playoffs I think that they will be one of the teams with the largest amount of players that Mm -hmm. play significant minutes in the actual playoffs because I think they're I think they're going to mix and match like I I I bet you Monty is like salivating yeah thinking about different ways that they could do it and I'm sure they're you know he's locked lockstep with with Mike Brown in terms of going okay how many different ways can we go about this and that's kind of the beauty I mean everybody talks about like in the NFL every game is focused on because there's so many less games right but in the NBA you do have I mean you you need seating you need to get to the playoffs obviously but you have the luxury sort of of like kind of playing around especially if you're playing a team with you know you shouldn't overlook anybody but if you're playing a lesser team Mm -hmm. you know what I mean then you look at it a little bit differently but uh, coming up next, I got some factoids for you. You know, factoid actually means incorrect. <laughs> did you know that? I did not know that. Factoid no. means false. I'm pretty sure that's so true. So you just wanted to give facts. I could be wrong. Factoid. Yeah, so that's why I corrected myself. Ah. Anyways, I got some factoids about the Packers and the Raiders, and then we will just go over week five, and the Super Bowl team looked yes, very impressive. What I think is going to be the Super Bowl team along with the Niners. We'll do that next. Chris Walk and Zachariah right here, Sacktown Sports, 1140. Sacktown Sports. Check us out on YouTube. Search Sacktown Sports and subscribe. Subscribe, like, follow, all that good stuff. He's Chris Watkins. You can follow him on Twitter at Chris M. Watkins. I am Zachariah. You can follow me on Twitter at Zach Sports, Z-A-K Sports. You can check us out on YouTube. We are live streaming, jump in the chat, all that good stuff. Coming up at 11.45, Chris, getting to know you, getting to know all about you. Yes, sir. Getting to like you, getting to hope you like me. But right now... We had a week of football yesterday. Yeah. Football, football, football. Football. And we have football tonight. Monday That's night right. football. I know. I almost forgot. I don't know why. It, yeah. This is the point in the year where all the games just kind of <laughs> blend to together. Blur and it feels like we have football. You don't know every when day. you have Thursday night yeah. or. Oh yeah, my yeah. gosh. Well, just wait till it's like later and then they, they start doing Saturdays. Oh, that's what I'm going to be a mess. The NFL is just greedy. Saturdays, you know? Sundays. They're greedy. 
Because I yeah? think I, yeah. Well, the, w, the NFL, the WNBA had the first game of the finals. They did. And I told you, I've, I've been more interested in this year than any other year. Yes. I saw these two teams, one right. from Vegas, one from New York, opposite sides of the coast. Right. Chris, and they're fighting for the championship. Yep. Their next game is not till Wednesday. Yeah. And my guess is. They don't want to go up against Monday Night Football yeah, tonight. And that was then, probably a, a tough lesson for them. I don't know who scheduled the WNBA so bad because it got drowned at noon. I was watching Scott Van Pelt, yeah. and it was like you know in the in the in the Q block yes. or whatever you'd call it in yeah. the industry. No, I had to watch. Um, I watched the entirety of the first half, and then couldn't really yeah. turn back to the second half. Well, it wasn't it wasn't particularly was close. I'm no. hoping the Liberty uh, jump back in this thing. They will. They will. Uh, Sabrina and company. I'm telling you they will. I'm pulling for them. I'm not usually a New York guy, yeah. but I'm pulling for them over Vegas. I like their style a lot more. Yeah. I really like Vegas's attitude, but the way New York plays basketball is just, it's a lot more modern. So, so speaking of Vegas, the Vegas Raiders, mm-hmm. which still sounds very weird to me. A little, little weird. As I still struggle with calling the Washington team yeah. whatever they are and the Cleveland team calling whatever, you know, whatever yeah. they are. I, you know, I, I, have, I have trouble with the Chargers not being in San Diego. Drives me crazy. But anyways, the Las Vegas Raiders, if I told you, I don't think you were even born, Chris. The last time the Raiders beat the Packers, if you had to guess the Ooh. year, as we do celebrity birthdays around here yeah. and we do a lot of pronox, uh, per, uh Prognostication. There you go. Nice. Thank you. Nice yeah, language. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say 92 if I can get in on this. If you're gonna assume I wasn't born yet, that's a good guess. I'll say 90. I'll say 90. Closer. He wins, not by much. 87. 1987 is the last time. Was Brett Favre even there? No, I don't think so. He wasn't even drafted because he was was, drafted by Tampa, right? uh, No, no, he was drafted by Atlanta. That's Steve Young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Atlanta and then, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, 87, I was four. And I'm pretty sure Favre played like and that was when the I was last in, time. Just in general, they beat yes, the Packers. Over uh, the, the Raiders, Not like most, at home or the anything. Raiders' most recent victory against the Packers was a 20 to zero win on September 13th, 1987. What? It, they blew him out though. Yeah. So yeah, and the, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Packers took that personally. <laughs> this is their team's first meeting in Las Vegas. Anyways, I found that to be wow, kind of interesting. I uh, 87. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's pre Favre. That's definitely pre Favre. I think Favre started like around ninety, yeah, or uh, whatever it is. But anyways, let's go back over week five and what you learned from it. Like I said, mm-hmm. the Dolphins after th- you know they were in that Buffalo game. Yeah, it wasn't like I mean the I don't think the final score was a good representation of mm-hmm. how equal those teams might be. And then I mean, but this is football, right, Chris? I mean because. You would have thought the Bills, they're looking great. I think they were beating <laughs> beating teams by like 28 points a pop. And then they go yep. into England, and who knows how that factors into sure. the way stuff goes. Big. Yeah, and then they lose to the Jags 25-20. to 20. Um, But did you walk away from that game? Because I told you, the team that I had the highest expectations for that mm-hmm. had fallen the most short on my end, yeah. has been Jacksonville. Sure. Because I thought last year they had that what, what, ridiculous – did that set a record? That couldn't have beat – For what, the, worst um, loss in – No, history, biggest comeback in playoff history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think it beat when the Oilers – or the, when the Bills beat the Oilers sure. with their backup quarterback. I'm going back to like 94. Yeah. But anyways – And then the Chiefs had that comeback as well against yeah. the Texans. But the Jags had a crazy comeback over the over the Chargers. Right. 
which is uh, exhibit A, B, and C. I have Fire. so many different. Yes, yes, of course, you know. And I don't call for people's jobs. I'm just pointing right. out when somebody does a bad job. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but did you walk away from that game thinking any type of way? Like, do you feel way better about the Jags or way worse about the Bills? I feel slightly worse about the Bills for sure. And okay. it's mainly, it doesn't really have to do with the on the field stuff. It's more just, it feels like Stephon Diggs is a ticking time bomb. Mm-hmm. And it feels like this is kind of exactly what happened in Minnesota is he he just gets really really frustrated he's, yes he's kind of the quintessential Did like receiver for diva. no reason in training camp pretty much there wasn't I mean, even yeah. a game well coming into the season there was a lot of whispers of okay. like you know Stephon Diggs but, is upset about what? Josh Allen I don't know because okay. Stephon Diggs is one of the the most fed receivers in the NFL exactly. like Josh Allen makes sure yeah. to give Stephon Diggs the ball and yeah. I don't think there's any confusion about what makes the Bills passing offense so great as Diggs of course um so that's really the biggest thing is just I I could see that just being a constant uh, a constant storyline throughout the season and uh, you know in in the biggest moments I think Diggs for the most part kind of doesn't handle himself well when he isn't featured incredibly heavily. And I can see that. Even when he is, I feel like he's mad. I feel like he's just never happy. He's never happy. He's (laughs) never, never happy. I feel like they could win by like 30 and he could have three touchdowns and he'd be upset about something. He's upset that Gabriel Davis caught touchdowns. There was something in the preseason. There wasn't even a game. And he was like, he didn't show up to like the first day of training camp or something. Yep. It can't be a, he's getting paid well. Yep. Like, I don't know what his issue is. Anyway, I still will have the bills very, high i have above i have them above the jaguars despite the jaguars beating them yeah uh and uh, apparently we have to go to break but we didn't even get even close to week five because i think the texans and the falcons are the same team so we can tease that yep uh the lions i have on my pesky meter you know i have a pesky meter yeah i got the seahawks in that bad boy i got the lions where where do the patriots fall on your pesky meter Oh God! If you want to talk, I, I I will do four hours on just how bad the Patriots are. I am loving every minute oh, of it. Man. And could Belichick? Belichick is gonna fire himself, right? He's not gonna. He's not gonna get fired. I don't know. I don't know. Bill Belichick. You know, it might. It's definitely might be one of those things where Six we came to a uh, mutual agreement to split part ways where it's you know one of those it's things. either this or you get fired and we both know which one you'd prefer <sighs> but not mid-season no not mid-season there's no, no way there's and no I think way he's holding on isn't he trying to beat a record he's like 18 he's games away yeah. yeah 18 games away from don shula's record so that could be four like seasons. three more years three four depending more on which team he's on yeah, yeah i mean absolutely okay and andy reed if i'm not mistaken isn't terribly far behind so Oh, so, I mean, he's yeah, he's, he's got a he's lot on more wins on deck right yeah. when you got Patrick Mahomes for yeah. sure. All right, coming up next, fun in the fifth, fifth, fun in the forties, all that good stuff. Getting to know you, Chris Watkins, Zachariah, Sacktown Sports, eleven forty. Sacktown Sports. Call or text at 916-339-1140. Welcome back, Sacramento. Alongside Chris Watkins, I am Zachariah. Sacktown Sports 1140. Call or be heard. 916-339-1140 is where you can do that. Check us out on YouTube. Just search Sacktown Sports. Coming up, top of the hour, Niners, Niners, Niners. 
They're a decent team. Chris, They're not okay. sure if you've uh, checked in or not. What was supposed to. to be huge Sunday night football, yeah. right? Yep. Everybody was pumped for this game, right? This was a litmus test for everybody yeah. involved. It was a blowout. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think this was, again, as I told you before, and some people called me crazy, that even if the Cowboys had blown them out last mm-hmm. night, I was going to take less away from that from the Niners than yeah. I was about Dallas. And I think – I was right there with you. The, I, I came around to it. Yeah, the Niners are just all up in Dallas's head. And so I, I'm crossing them off officially. But we'll put some people on the list of people that Niners can be a little bit concerned about because that's pretty much all you can do right now. But Rough right now, it's getting to know you time. Yes, sir. That's right. Chris Watkins and yeah. I are getting to know each other as we have done these shows over the past few weeks. And we found out some questions. My mom actually really liked your answer of your favorite place in the world, which I thought was really a pathetic answer. Home? No offense. Yeah. She thought that that was, like, really sweet. Yeah. I mean, it's just facts. Like, yeah. I can be anywhere but like, I had world like this, I had, like, this always. grandose, you know, Yeah, you answer. had very specific you know, locations. St. Pietro yeah. in Rome, Italy, you know yeah. what I mean? And you were just like, yeah, the crib. It's mainly because I'm she just not well-traveled, oh, if okay. I can be honest with you. I, oh, mean, okay. I would love to have, you know, the whatever... The Sicilian thing to even refer to. Of, I mean, you've seen like videos or YouTube things. Yeah, but or that's something. not the same at yeah. all. Okay, yeah. fair enough. All right. Uh, do you have a favorite holiday? Why or why not? Um, it's got to be Christmas. I mean, like, who doesn't love Christmas? Obviously, okay. the gifts and like you know, just the the amount of family that's around mm-hmm. and just the the good feelings. Like Christmas feels like a warm hug. I know okay. it doesn't feel like that for everybody out yeah. there, but for the most part, I, when I think of Christmas, I just think of like. You know, comfortable clothes, comfortable weather, and uh, you know, comfortable comfort. Yeah, comfort. Fair yeah. enough. Okay, so we're talking, we're talking like New Year's Eve. We're talking birthday. Yeah. We're talking Thanksgiving. We're talking Halloween. Yeah. We're talking Christmas. Today's Columbus Indigenous People Day. Columbus Day, isn't it today? The person that found a place that was already located there. Yeah, that I don't. I'm not comfortable calling it anything. I don't. And I'm Italian. Yeah. But have you seen that Sopranos skit? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, where they get you. super yeah, they get upset super about angry. it. Yeah, yeah I'm like, not that kind of Italian. Yeah. Great episode. Just, Fantastic. Just a great show. Yeah. Great show. Yeah. Great show. I just I, I leave that whole thing alone. But yes, yeah. Happy uh, America Day. Yes, we should just call it that. That's the Fourth of July, though. That's true. Well, that's yeah. Independence. Yeah. Well, that's America Day, though. No, right? but Everyone's we found this before the... we found Independence. We found that's it, and true. then we had to fight for the independence. Well, interesting. We didn't find anything. Yeah, yeah. There was already it was already here. <laughs> it was already here. The aliens yeah. found it years ago. <laughs> that's also very true. So, <laughs> anyway, what are we doing? I, I, no, no, I'm just gonna get this back on uh, on track, and I'm gonna say that my favorite is Thanksgiving. I think Christmas when I was a kid because of the gifts and stuff. Yeah. Uh, funny thing about golf, we've been doing a lot of golf talking. I used to tape uh, golf on VHS tapes uh-huh. and then watch it the night before Christmas so that I could go to sleep. Because oh, I, yeah, I would be so excited in golf. <laughs> yeah. Golf is so easy to sleep to. Sure. Yeah. Oh, you know, you know, I do a similar yeah. thing with Seinfeld. But Thanksgiving. I got to oh. do I gotta do Thanksgiving. It's pretty good. For me. What's your favorite food, food for Thanksgiving? Huge very underrated. Oh, mac and cheese. I already know. Well, mac yeah. and cheese, yes. Right, right. But my favorite part of Thanksgiving, because it's pretty much the only time I have it, cranberry sauce. Oh, you're mm. a cranberry sauce guy. Okay. Huge cranberry sauce guy. Interesting. Yeah. Stuffing and, for me. And and here's the thing. Give me the can. I don't want your originally oh, organically like made, homemade. No, I want the can. You just want to slop that thing yes, on there. Yes, exactly. I what are you putting it on? 
Nothing. I eat it. I, I'm weird. I have a plate literally at weird. home that separates everything because I don't like food touching. I'm a weirdo about Whoa. that. Yeah. Well, we're getting to know you each have other, like right? like a cubicle. This is a safe space, right? Yeah. Okay. I say crazy stuff on here. Okay. <laughs> no, but I literally have a plate where it separates all because I don't like what I don't want yeah. my cranberry sauce mixing in with my mashed potatoes. Yeah. I, got, I eat them all separately. That's wow. that is fair though. Cranberry sauce, mashed potatoes. That's not. But turkey, I think turkey needs some uh, dressing up. Dressing up for sure. Well, let me ask you this, Chris, and I think this is a combination of two questions. Okay. But one of them is, what do you do on your commute to and from work? And then the 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 hashtag is like, are you a podcast guy or a music guy? Uh, I am a podcast guy for sure, one hundred percent. Like, there's a ninety percent chance that if I'm in the car, I'm listening to a podcast and not music. Uh, and then on the commute to work, like I mean, wh- there's there's nothing special. I mean, it's it's I have like a ten to fifteen minute commute to get into work, so you know, I just <laughs> it's just kind of blackout for okay. ten to fifteen minutes, like and then show like silence. Not silence, but I just like my brain's off and I'm just kind of on autopilot. And, okay, you know, yeah, just listen to the podcast. No- nothing really ex- special about my my morning routine at all. Do you collect anything? No, not really. It's no. just, no, like it would have to, if I were to collect something, there would have to be some like direct financial benefit to it. Like if mm. I were to do get into like the cards, have you know, collecting cards or, yeah. you know, whatever shoes or anything like that, it would definitely have to be for resale. I don't, I don't really have that collector's hoarder kind of mindset. Okay. You, I, anything? Coins? No, never. I was never a <laughs> coin guy, never a stamp guy. Yeah. I definitely collected cards okay so i still have all my the problem is they get graded so harshly sure and i took pretty good care of them like i had sleeves and binders or whatever but even that to get like a decent grade for it to actually be worth money probably not the worst part is storage for me where it's just like yeah you just you if you're gonna do cards like you have a ton of cards that just are useless and worthless yeah like do you throw them away do you i have a card room and a shoe room well it's the same room wow Wow. But yeah, it's just in the, the Bay Area. Yeah, <laughs> you have to understand. I've lived in the same house for forty yeah. years. That's, That's a lot just, of rent. Yeah, I just never left. Yeah, yeah. I basically just took over my childhood home. So mm-hmm. there's there a bunch go. of rooms in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I got a shoe nice. room and a card room. Okay. Uh, but here's a random one that you will not see coming. Okay. At one point, I collected bugs. And shout out oh to boy. Joe and Sue Daly if they're listening, and I assure you that they're not. <laughs> but they are my neighbor, and I used to go over to their house, and I'd lift up their rocks, uh-huh. and there would be bugs under there. And yeah. I had like a tank, and I collected bugs for a while, oh. which is totally not living bugs. Really like, so like oh, scientific, yeah, for sure. or like would you oh, like say like that's I an took, arachnis? But no, no, no. I took good care of them. I just anything roly polies. Yeah, good heart. Yeah, yeah, you got a good heart. That's really what it is. Sort of somewhere in there. It's yeah. border. It takes, like you know, it takes yeah. a while to get there. Yeah. Uh, all right, what else do we have here? Um, that's too personal. <laughs> Ask it. Uh, no, 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 no. Well, you're not going to want Will this one. Will you ever find love? Yeah, Ask me. You're not going to want this one. I'll, I'll deflect. Do you get along with all your coworkers? Oh, I definitely Honest not. to God, I do. There you go. I, I really do, I think. Okay. Think I don't know if they all like me. Doesn't like. Um, I don't know if they like me, but I think I can. I think I get along with everyone pretty well. Hmm. You think you and Dave get along? We're besties, dude. Oof. I don't know. He likes to make fun of me, but he likes me. <laughs> All right, let's stick with job. Uh, are you looking forward to retiring, or do you plan on working as long as possible? Please. 
I am counting <laughs> I, down I, the days. I felt like I knew the answer to that I am question. Counting before down I asked the it. Yeah. days. Are you kidding me? Yeah. It's one of the but saddest you, things in you life. You love your job. I love my job, absolutely. Yes. But you know what sounds better than working is not, not working. working at all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, absolutely. I feel like this is everybody in this world is just counting down the days. It's sometimes quite literally counting down the days until they can retire. Okay, how about this one? What is your favorite family memory? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. That deep. That's not you. personal enough yeah, for told you. you. What's yours, deep. Zach? Huh? What's yours? You said you usually got them on deck, right? Okay, this is... Well, yeah. I I always have an answer, unfortunately. I wish I had less answers. My brain would slow down a little bit more. Uh, I have one. It's going to make me sound so privileged, though. It's a very privileged answer. Now, keep in mind, my dad was a poor Dutch immigrant. Uh We were not, like, super rich growing up. But I remember one year, and I don't know if it was, like, guilt from my parents or whatever it was, Uh but everything I asked for from Santa, you know, um... It was a, it was like a, a red bike, like you know, ten speed money whatever. bags over here. Yeah, yeah, and then and then like a, a boombox. Okay. And then like a third thing, and I thought I was gonna get maybe one of them, maybe not any of them, yeah. and I got all three. That will never erase from my brain. I don't think anyone's gonna say you're privileged for that. That sounds really bad, doesn't it? Doesn't <laughs> not that sound really? Rich? Oh, know, you're going the other way. You got a bike and a boom. Not bike, to not to make it sound. Now I don't want to make it sound like I'm <laughs> no, crashing I, your most I, valued I would rather childhood you memory. Make me feel less like I was coming off as a you know it's what. It's not that crazy. I don't I think mean, that's crazy at all. I, I think it was crazy to me at the time. Yeah, Maybe the knock is that it's materialistic. I guess. And it's right. not like a personal. But it was just like, like a, it was yeah. all at the top of my list and I got all of them. Yeah, it sticks you know? out to you. Again, I think yeah. they, parents might have been having like a guilty thing or whatever. Sure. Have, like they felt bad about something and I didn't know yeah. it. But I got all three. I, I was thrilled. This isn't like a statement on my family state. Like okay. we, I have a great family, loving parents, mm-hmm. great sister. But mm-hmm. like I don't, nothing comes to mind. No like vacation? <laughs> you say like what's No holiday? Memory as a family? No like. Like we did those things. Or but something like, or. There's nothing that like sticks out more than anything else. Okay. I don't know. We were, I, I mean, yeah, we're, I, I, nothing like, really like sticks like, out. In what particular. about like, uh, like we a, had great vacations. We did had you have like great summer weddings. camp? Did you go to summer camp at all? Uh, Maybe no. a big game. Did you go to a big game at any point? It's got to be something in there. Maybe something you you and how about maybe just my entire childhood was a dream. So you know oh, that's just, a great you know, nice. Now, now you I'm go. now I'm living outside the dream. You See, know? I'm playing Not checkers. With my parents. You're there playing you chess. Yeah. Lucky Chris. There you go. Yeah, no. yeah, I'm the privileged yeah. one. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I thought I was going to be yeah. the one that sounded bad. Take your red bike and boombox and get out <laughs> get of here. Out of here. <laughs> Speaking of privileged, the San Francisco 49ers and what was supposed to be an epic showdown, not so much. Let's dive into some of the numbers and just exactly how, I, as I thought, they are in a separate class than everybody else. Chris Watkins, Zachariah, Sacktown Sports, 1140.